0: Listen to her from her I'm listening to hair run, from here on, I'm listening hair round, there wrong, I'm listening, hair round, from here around, I'm listening, hair round, birds of a Hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've entered back into the studio for episode 378. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Let's start with a big shout-out. Happy birthday to King Kendrick. Kendrick, yeah, my son, is uh, Kenny G. turning the big four. You know what I mean? Putting on them digits. But, uh, yeah, dude, I uh, want to start out with a with a happy birthday to him, because, you know. That's what uh, yeah. I do,
1: bro. But uh, yeah, man, what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I um, I pretty much only did uh, one thing this weekend. I got uh, Baldur's Gate three, and I've just been playing that, uh, and the, so it's been super fun. So easy to lose the tie. Yeah, yeah, it's it. It's, so easy to lose time it, it, They did too. a very good job of like um, capturing a lot of that, a lot of the essence. Uh, uh, of, like, uh, the D&D world and also, like, the RPG aspects of it, too. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, it is... uh, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it feels like the quintessential RPG experience. Yeah,
1: it's very nice. You
0: enter into the role of a character of your choosing or of the the game's choosing, tons of options, um, customization, and you explore as an adventurer... In this world, that things are happening in, and that things are happening to you, and it's it's really really good. Yeah, fucking hella nice. Yeah, man, I've mean, I definitely uh, made some progress. Um, I think I I settled on for my first playthrough, uh, doing my uh drunken master, which is a bar uh monk barbarian. Nice, and uh, it's it's a very solid build. One thing I would say though is that um, it, no matter whether you're a Decks or strength-based melee class, always investing points into strength for mobility is going to be very OP. Yeah,
1: you need at least like 12. If you're at a melee. At least 12, character. if not
0: 14. If yeah. you could spare 14, it'll be in your best interest. Only because the jump distance on 14 makes exploration a lot better. And as well, a lot of class features let you just like jump around for no reason and that mobility without provoking an attack of opportunity super strong mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah definitely been digging it a ton um heavy in the exploration mode bro like i have i have finished very few quests but yeah. i have explored a significant portion of the map
1: that's um, like um for me that's like a like a blessing and a curse i mean it's nice and fun to explore but at the same time it's you're like oh i want to go and do this quest and like you realize that five hours have passed, that you've picked up like two or three quests along the way, the way yep. and you're not even anywhere near close to finishing the quest that you Stacking started quests. off in in the beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> it's like entering a new zone in WoW. Like, goddamn, my quest yeah. log is full
1: because there because there's no boundaries to the zones. You can just go anywhere. Yeah, you it's really just like, Hey, can. new shit happening.
0: I wandered into to a, a fight with a hag who turned invisible and just dipped, and I was just like, well, <laughs> can't
1: I guess not see she's in the now.
0: so there we go. And then I, I left, and nothing... Yeah, like, there was no consequence to leaving, so I was just like, all right, yeah. well, I guess there's that. She's somebody
1: else's problem now.
0: Yeah, I tried to set the tree on fire to kill her, but it is what it is. <laughs>
1: That's but, a- um, this is actually a pretty nifty way to get, um, uh, uh see invisibility. If you let that crackpot... When, when you rescue the crackpot bard, if you allow him to try to take the, the illithid out, he'll fucking... Yeah, he'll he'll take your eye out instead. But he replaces it with one that allows you to see, uh, in, uh invisibility. Oh,
0: well, good to know. I have yet to encounter the crackpot bard yet. Oh, and you actually, haven't? No, um... That's what I'm saying. I've, I, I have spent probably 16 hours, um... Just exploring, and I haven't come by him because I, I don't know why I was drawn to the southwest part of the map, so that's where I encountered the bog where um, thank goodness I had a decent wisdom because I was able to perceive that this uh, wilderness was actually um, facaded as a as a wilderness. it's really like a hag's bog yeah and so I, I fought my way through there so I got I got some nice stuff.
1: Yeah, but, I haven't um, been to yeah. that section yet.
0: There's just been, and now I'm in the goblin area trying to um let the tieflings out. Help the tieflings move to Baldur's Gate. And um just I keep getting caught on side quests. Yep. Wandering off to the side. Like like shit just be happening. Yeah, like I, just, I got up to this uh one drow chick who who's the uh, She's running a cult where they worship her <laughs> as the absolute.
1: Um, but uh, it's not gonna end well for her, bitch. You about no, to lose your coat. No, but she's
0: high. She, the thing is, is I'm level three and she is level five, and <laughs> so it might end well for her. So if you want to, but um, I need to find some place to level if I can. But I mean, I'm cleanly killing level four monsters. Like I've killed like a couple of level four ogres.
1: Oh, <gasps>
0: I totally forgot. I was fucking around, and when I was going through the goblin camp, there was this ogre who was a philosopher, and he's like, listen, I worship gluttony and greed, so if you can satisfy those two things, those are the gods that I worship. So I offered him some um, to eat my enemies, and I'll give him some gold, and he was like... That is the perfect offer. <laughs> so I gave him pretty much all my gold, but uh, uh, shit ton of gold. He gave me a horn to call so that he'll eat my enemies for me. Maybe yeah, I shit. lucked I out with
1: that one, and I didn't offer him shit other than, "Yo, you just show up and eat my enemies, bro." And he's like, "All right, for sure that works."
0: Okay, that'll do it.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I-, I had to go the whole
0: gamut because I, I had. Wisdom, but no charisma, so it wasn't yeah,
1: really working. I played lock so I, I charisma, charisma is, is uh, my oh, bread yeah, and butter. No. So most models I was able to convince to your, him to come to your charisma. Yeah, no, nah, that one's high, that one was high. That one was, I, I believe, that AC was like either 18 or 19.
0: Yeah, uh, I find that if you have the proficiencies, if it's an 18 or 19 and something that you're decent at is, is feasible because oh yeah uh, it's feasible of, for sure,
1: but yeah. it's like you only have like three numbers of, of like a, a a leeway you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's it's uh either, either way it, it is doable but you never want to see it because it's risky yeah it, it you, is you'll be way. like yo dice don't roll lower than a 15. And I'm like... No, nah, my dice is
0: not loaded. My you dice feel me? Is whack,
1: exactly. Right. That, which is, that's my issue with it. It's like, yeah, it's doable, but it's just like, reliably asking the dice to roll you 15 or higher.
0: Yeah, Estarian be hitting them high lock checks, y'all. That is, that is essential.
1: Yeah. One thing I do time. like about this game is stuff like um, Cat's Grace, because I I um I don't run with the 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 rogue in my party, so mm. I put Cat's Grace on on my um on on my lock so that she has advantage at least when she's trying to disarm or unlock shit. And the cool thing about that is is like that should last the whole fucking day. Oh wow! It's like yeah, usually that shit is a I think it's like a ten minute buff or some shit like that. Yeah, but a lot of them are a minute. Like, yeah, um,
0: Guidance, the one that I usually use. Yeah to get
1: on um, and i really D4 like bonus. that um for stuff like that you don't need to put it on your action bar like when you're rolling it'll just ask you like yo you want to add the extra shit like yeah. i was like yeah that's pretty lit i fucks with that
0: and then on top of that in the lower left corner the there's those bubbles are actually the menu items so you can click in the middle of that dialogue option if your party members close by you can click them and tell them to cast some shit or do or use a scroll on the person that you're talking to all kinds of shit
1: yeah another thing that's really cool too is it's the same with um detect thoughts so you cast detect thoughts once and for the entire day every time you're in um a a dialogue option with something you just detect thoughts on them and if you pass you know but you get a unique dialogue option that usually cuts right through the bullshit right right through the bullshit yeah you know it's like your role is for the 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 um, detect thoughts so you don't have to do charisma or or, or any of the other checks that come up.
0: Nice. Yeah, I got to. Um, I went into this crypt and talked to this uh, lich that uh, he wasn't a bad lich, he was a good lich. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think yeah, I know I the one the, you're talking about. To speak to Undead Amulet? Mm-hmm. That one's nice. Yeah. Um, that when has, he. um He's
1: he's kind of. Imp- yeah, he is speak pretty to important. Dead,
0: not to speak to Undead.
1: He's pretty important because um after that, he Withers. shows up. Yeah. He shows up at your camp at some point and he allows you to respect your characters including the um the the story characters too so nice
0: Dope. if
1: they if their build is shit or their their stat allocations are whack or not to your liking you can you can respect those as well
0: ooh i might have to do that because i didn't i underestimated how much a negative charisma modifier would affect like just <laughs> everything you fucking do bro everything. Like, that yeah, just got to be at least Yeah, they're, um... You're better off just making it neutral, you know?
1: The thing is, it's like, they do this weird thing is, um... So, one thing about this game is, for me, it's really nice because it's, like, uh, after coming off Celeste, this feels like Celeste's older brother that went to college and got his degree and, like, <laughs> went on and had a really successful life, so now he's living good, you know? That's, like, that's like the upgrade difference between uh, uh, Celeste and this one. But one thing I liked about Celeste is, like, when you spoke, anyone who initiated the combat, like it automatically chose the highest um, uh, 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 appropriate uh, uh, skill check role from among your party members. But in this one, it, it determines, it depends on who you initiate with. So if your character doesn't have um, high initiative, you can, I'm sorry, high charisma, you can choose somebody else with high charisma and have them initiate the conversation. But then it's not the same because they're not the main character. So it's it's, it's weird dialogue, how they did yeah. that. It's weird how they did that
0: but um it's a different dialogue yes but you do get the same result
1: Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. fine
0: by me. Yeah. I don't mind that as and, much. And and
1: you get the the bonus of the character with the better charisma. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you should always do that for shopping because you get better deals.
0: Yes, you should always do that. I'd never switch my main character, nah. <laughs> unless I'm trying to no. um, pick a lot. No.
1: Unless it's like a specific skill. Yeah. Unless it's something your main character can't do. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and and I. That's why he's the main character. <laughs> so unfortunately, they need to fix that shit. One buddy. of the things that has bled over from my mobile gaming uh career i could say at this point given how much i put into it is fucking the concept of hyper carry Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so i run my my team right now because hyper carrying is actually like based on rpg progression typically starting out with a hyper carry is good for early game mid game you want um, a burst team, and in late game, you want a team with, like, a tank and a healer, like, yeah, a well-rounded you team. You want
1: a more balanced team. And so, yeah, get.
0: since I'm, I'm assuming, you know, same uh, uh, progression format here, I'm running a hyper-carry with, you know, my, uh, my drunken monk who just... Nigga, you, I can get four fucking attacks on That's a... Really like good. if you Like, if I'm standing still next to you, woe is you, nigga. Level three, after a rage, I fuck Because you get your regular attack. Flurry of blows, and then you get the monk's bonus unarmed attack on top of that, and it actually looks kind of cool because like you hit him with your with a double-handed fist, and then you flurry them, and then you kick him. Wow, it's Where your dope. teeth at? Yeah, yo, I, dog. It is a very fun uh, way to play, and that that combo at level three is giving me about twenty to thirty damage a turn.
1: Nice. That's really hot. That's really strong. That's
0: solid, right? Like that's the highest on my team for sure and um uh, my fighter is actually decent which i learned yo see i'm debating because if you use a long sword you get rush attack which is fucking silly for initiating rush attack is really good for initiating and you rush attack into pommel strike and then you know what i mean you get a nice chunk of damage daze them knock them prone possibly mm-hmm. like that's a super solid initiation or
1: you just go great sword and double chop a nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel me? I'm just gonna go for the damage. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna damage. chop you too. But so, that's, that's what I tell my d d party. Hey Amen. Bob's a zero life, dude. zero damage. You feel me? Yes. And then um
0: also uh dash liberally. Yeah. Use and dash jump if too. you are moving um without an attack and you don't mind sacrificing your attack or your major action and you you need to get into position. Anytime your primary goal is positioning. There, that's
1: how I want to word it.
0: Anytime your primary goal is positioning, hit that dash button. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll thank yourself later.
1: Um, Remember to do it after you move, though. Well, actually, I don't know if it does dash? that in this one. Yeah.
0: No, no, you hit dash first because it increases your overall movement
1: speed for the time. Ah, I see. Yeah, that's why I said I didn't know how they did in this one because it's the last day. Like, if you dash before moving, you lost your movement, which I was like, oh, it adds a movement. No, no, no,
0: no. dash in this one increases your overall movement. It does. not Yeah, yeah, movement. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah' cause, um yes that would be very confusing yeah because that's literally the, the opposite way to use it yeah, yeah.
1: i mean that's it's, how that's uh, it's that's it's written it's how it's written how it's how it's worded and how it's used in actual d and d like yeah you you have to you you move and then you dash you feel me and they're they're two separate things
0: yeah this is handled more like how like an earlier edition of d and d handled it because that's how because when you use the dash action in third edition it could it either doubles, triples, or quadruples your movement speed for the turn, depending on if you have like modifiers or things like that. And so, um, yeah, it was something. It was something that you would choose to do at the beginning of the turn, so that you could have maximum movements. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Movement allowance. Yeah, um, it's,
1: it's all about my preference. You know what I mean? Five yeah. E all day. And um,
0: <clears throat> it's probably because the action economy is 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 um is different. You know what I mean? Like. And this one, the action economy allows for them, uh, or maybe since it doesn't allow for them, to add a literal movement action because of other things that might be categorized as movement actions, maybe. So that's why they chose to do the um, the movement increase. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's really useful. Super, super useful. Especially, oh my gosh, I don't know if you've tried to evade a fight yet. No. Nah. Uh, yeah, evading a fight, because uh, cause I got into a situation where... Um, the tieflings caught a goblin, and the goblin, and, but then they wanted me to go into the goblin camp to help out the druid, and the goblin was like, yo, I got help you get into the camp, and I was like, I really don't want to fight all these little niggas, like, <laughs> I'm really kind of good on that, and so I was like, all right, I'll get you, but then the tieflings were like, nah, you can't do it, and I was like, nigga, do you know who you're talking to? Give me the goddamn goblin, and then they wanted to fight, obviously, <laughs> so... Um, I was like, all right, let me see if I can just, like, dip on them. You know what I mean? Because I'll be back later because I'm going to come back with the druid and they're going to have to deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, but they were like, nah, B, no. So I was trying to use utilize that dash action to to uh, to get out of their range of combat. Um, but then they switched to range weapons. And I was like, all right, <laughs> it's on you now, nigga. So if I punch your head off, it's on you. Because you shot me in the back with an arrow. You know what I mean? So, why they gotta be like the police?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I, I think you're talking about uh, uh, the hollow in, in Emerald Grove. I mean, that's yeah. mm-hmm. that that's starting fights in town, man. Like, everybody knows not to do that.
0: No, I didn't start the fight in town. Oh, okay. No, 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 because the, there's no one guarding the goblin when you let him out. So, you're just walking out. So, I casted Invisibility on the goblin. Oh. Ah. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, well, if I just make the bitch invisible, she should be all right, right? <laughs> needless to say tieflings can see through the shit the guards can see through the the, the illusion you know what i mean i even tried casting uh, distracting so images y- and everything
1: you didn't try to start a fight in town you tried to free a prisoner in town my bad gotcha
0: no i tried to parlay their prisoner to get the prisoner that was that they you know what
1: i mean yeah i know the one you're talking about i've met her before and i told her to go eat, eat shit. dick because i already yeah, knew where he was right yeah. But, like, I get you. She was a yeah. prisoner in their town. You attempted to free her, so... Well, no,
0: I'm doing what they asked me to. They said, go to there and get Hassan back. They had a prisoner that was of low value. <laughs> it's called a prisoner exchange, dog.
1: I got you. Did they agree to the prisoner exchange?
0: They didn't have a choice. They oh, okay. They didn't have a choice. Got you. I for wasn't sure. giving them a choice. You see you know sure, what I'm saying? Sure. Like, yeah, no, no, I got A lot you. of these NPCs act like I'm giving them a choice, and really what I'm doing Trying to tell them what I'm gonna do. Really, what, I mean? what
1: you're doing is you're choosing to fight. Yeah. <laughs> you, you woke up and chose violence. Uh,
0: listen, I said I chose to, to adventure, and anything that comes within my sword's way, or my fist's way in this in this mm-hmm. instance, might have to catch it.
1: I mean that is what it is. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just that when but we I walk even, that path, we gotta understand what comes with that path.
0: But I was like, yo, it, that sucks because they couldn't even see the um the Goblin. I don't know what um. What triggered them But I actually Intimidated a couple of them Into not Not You know what I mean Let me do my thing But it was It was them guards Right as I was getting to the hollow Because I didn't know how to Open the gate at first The fucking You know how You know how they be put like little switches Mad far off to the side <laughs> And you gotta find You gotta mouse over that bitch And find that shit
1: mm-hmm. All uh, while I'm trying to Hide gotta this Gotta walk goblin? around With the alt key held down
0: Bro And this, You know what I mean It's probably because she, <clears throat> she was making sounds You know what I mean like like she was invisible, but the dumb bitch wouldn't shut up. I'm sorry, that was rude. <laughs> but she then turned on me and betrayed me in the end. By the way, I mean I, it's a goblin. I know she was He's a kid, my dumb ass. You chose to free goblin. a
1: goblin prisoner, <laughs> and let me tell you,
0: Larian is. I love that they lean into the the super racist nature of of fantasy races.
1: Hell, yeah. But
0: it is completely self-aware because all the time that I was dealing with this goblin, I could have been freeing her on the basis of, like, why are you mistreating this goblin? You know what I mean? Like, there's no... You know what I mean? Because everybody was just—they—they they pretty much,
1: yeah, They I mean, pegged
0: her correctly, but for the wrong reason. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we know why they were mistreating You know what her. I mean?
0: You just mean, like right? um, and oh my gosh, Shadowheart, super racist, fucking Laynell, <laughs> super racist. Um, um, um. Kaja, yeah, I'm not a big fan of super Lazel, racist.
1: Bro. She, is, she she can who Layzel. I'm not, the the. I don't Gip-Yaki. like her
0: attitude. <laughs> yeah, but
1: she's just such a solid character. I can understand why she's that way. She's basically um. She's basically a, a hot girl from the Timverse Justice League before she joined the Justice League, and she's just like, "Yo, I came from war, so I hate everybody, and I'm superior." And to And she's everybody. also
0: do- indoctrinated, like her exactly the, why the, the, the her culture is very cultish. Mm-hmm. And so that I same understand. thing
1: with Hot Girl, yeah, the Thanagarians are absolutely mm-hmm. the same way, absolutely.
0: But you know, after I saw like the consistent war that, and they're like, "This is how it's been for hundreds of years," I'm like, "Nigga, what?" Orbital explosions constantly?
1: Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah I, yeah, I totally get why she's the way she is. I just don't she fuck don't.
0: with it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nigga, find a
1: new planet, bro.
0: Y'all are interstellar. I just Go don't fuck with
1: planet. it. No, I get you. That you're That's totally how you're supposed to be after you've been entrenched in war that deeply for that long. I just don't mm. fuck with it. You feel me? It's just obnoxious to be around.
0: Yeah, and so late now mm, eh. definitely not around her for, for the personality. But, um, yeah, dude, Shadowheart, I don't know what her deal is. Yo, chick is super racist. The tieflings <laughs> that ca- captured uh Lainow, so also super racist. Like, all of them, like, yo, my G, what? Like, but the fact that they're self-aware about it and they point it out in several places and your character is allowed to interact with it, I was like, all right, okay. As long as they're not just glossing over it as if that's just how it should be. It's like, no, you can <laughs> interact with it, like, However you want, you could either shit they can give you the option to be a complete bigot yourself if you want to, which mm-hmm. all right I'm here for I'm here for the for the realism on that, you know what I mean, like I thought that they did a very good job with that, but um, yeah, Emerald Grove gave me some really awesome inspiration for the next Druid Grove in my fucking campaign because when you think about it, like a Druid Grove is actually the most diverse type of ecosystem or a township that you'll ever enter into, because, like, all of the creatures in there genuinely come from various different magical backgrounds, whether they're awakened animals, whether they're uh, elemental creatures, whether they're fae creatures, whether they're druids, that, that and then what, what types of druids they are, you know, whether they're uh, druids that prefer be- uh, beast form or druids that prefer uh, their natural form, uh like the denizens of a druid's grove are more diverse than any city you'll ever see. Definitely more diverse than Waterdeep. Like so many stories. Like I'm like, jeez, man. It's that like is a actually mini Feywild. Dude, that is an amazing center hub for like uh, uh uh maybe like an arc in a in a fantasy game. Like, yeah, just a super and then you know, and there's the beautiful part about it is like it's the kind of thing that you could generate a ton of different types of adventures from so anytime you know you have someone who encounters your your emerald grove it depends on who they're talking to what kind of adventures are going to be present you know what i mean you could have denizens that are that are uh that are saved from from other realms and stuff like that as a conservationist method you could find unique monsters that the druids have have brought from other places you know what i mean and bread you know that all kinds of stuff dude like yeah definitely uh uh i had a ton of fun in the emerald grove and i very much want to play want to run something in in that kind of setting even if it's like a a short arc with like three sessions in it you know what i mean um yeah and then you know you can kind of randomize the encounters you know have a nice big batch of of adventure arcs set up like yeah sounds super dope but yeah Man, there's a lot of shit you can do with that. Yeah, man, uh, tons of inspiration. Larian really fucking did their thing, man. I strongly feel like this is game of the year material, and I mean not just from the small subset of games that I get to play and or consume indirectly. You know, you know, for the for the cause of of, of content, I feel like this one right here has done has done something has uh has established um larian as as a a studio to be watched for sure and moreover they they've set they they've risen see that's the thing about game of the year one of the things that i'd never hear people talk about for game of the year that i think is kind of important is that the game of the year should have risen the bar for their at least their genre if not video games at large. And for what Larian has done in terms of completion, you know what I mean? Like I'm tired of 70% of the game on release. You know what I mean? Um Final Fantasy 16 also uh, uh released with full content, but like I feel like uh Larian delivered not just on the completion model but delivering the experience that that I was looking for you know um even people who enjoyed final fantasy 16 <clears throat> had a vastly different experience than what they would have wanted from something that was raising the bar for what they were playing it was satisfactory and i think that that's going to be the hardest that's going to be the biggest knock for final fantasy 16 for game of the year i think that i don't think that it's going to land solidly it's i think it's going to be in contention but i think that probably i think overwhelmingly people are going to look elsewhere because in the end after all of the fanfare settled it was satisfactory you know what i mean and i don't think that's game of the year you know what I mean Game of the year should be leaving you with some massive impressions, like some woes and some you know what i mean i don't I don't think that that anybody got that feeling from Final Fantasy sixteen you know and and that's not to say that people didn't enjoy it. very good game, but now we're talking about game of the year, you know what I mean, so that's just that that's my opinion I think that um what else came out this year? that's a God contention. of war God of War. <laughs> That,
1: Wait, no, that was last year.
0: Was it? Oh, okay. They uh, yes, because I think that it went up against Elden Ring.
1: Mm-hmm. That was okay. last year.
0: Um Dang. Oh, hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. I think Tears yeah, of the Kingdom's definitely. gonna be in there.
1: Yeah, that's definitely in the running for sure. I,
0: I, there's, five. There, there's five games I think released so far this year that are gonna be in contention. Final Fantasy sixteen, Baldur's Gate three, Tears of the Kingdom, and I trying i'm digging for the other two um what else what are these this year nothing else sticking out um o- overwatch 2 flopped unfortunately um yeah did you
1: even remember that that dropped
0: <laughs> no yeah. way like
1: i mean Overwatch'd. i remember that uh it came out and then they were like, oh sorry, all the thing we said we were gonna do is nah I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, nah no nah nah. nah. <clears> so <throat> you know, Overwatch 2, I so think So it's
1: memorable for all the wrong reasons.
0: Yes. Um, uh, um oh Street Fighter six. Street Fighter Six is number four. Um dang that's and that that's how fucking good Baldur's Gate three is is that as much as i was into street fighter 6 and it was very fun initiating it it was easy to put down for me whereas baldurs gate 3 has just taken over all of all of my my video game brain you know what i mean to the point where i have to be like all right i i going to have to schedule times because it's too easy to get engrossed in it and then neglect responsibilities you know fuck being an adult here but um yeah dude like Baldur's gate 3 is one that i'm gonna stick with me for a while um but yeah what was number five um did did you play any other new releases this year
1: i don't think so um no i think this might be the the other than Age age of wonders 4 I think this is my only new game of the year. I want to say I can't really remember anything else uh, at the start of the year that I that was brand new that I that I bought and played.
0: Okay, and and nothing else on the radar. Jeez, I feel like there's I'm missing something. But those four for sure, I think, are solid game of the year contenders. Would you? Would, would you? Would that be a, a you know a decent? Uh, uh I don't know about Street
1: Fighter. Um, you do not think Street
0: Fighter will be up there?
1: Nah, I I think it's 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 kind of hard for fighting games to get it game is, of the year. It is true. <clears throat> and that's the only reason because there's uh, unfortunately like the story it loses to the story content and just about any other game that would be in the category. The story content's there. Um and it's
0: not bad. But would I say it's great?
1: I mean, it it doesn't really matter. But it's not Uh, tears. It doesn't compare to Tears of the Kingdom, you know? Oh gosh, no, 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 no. As you mentioned earlier, we're talking about game of the year contenders, and so that's why I would say there's a pretty strong argument that I wouldn't see it in the game of the year. It it is pretty big this year, and it's having a pretty massive impact. But as far as like the the overall. The only impact th- that one might need to get game of the year. I don't know if true. The Final only Six reason why
0: I, I I thought it would be is is because one of my main metrics was pushing the bar of your genre and it pushed the bar of its genre. You know, and so whereas you're absolutely right. It's it's not stacking up to any of the other games story. Um it does match up I think in terms of gameplay. Um it does have con- It contends with depth in terms of story mode and and variety and replay value but yeah does it rise to game of the year level i do believe that street fighter 6 is probably the the one that the weakest one that i put out there
1: yeah it would be Um, the underdog for sure
0: yeah and 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 if i can't remember off the top of my head any other ones um i guess it would be uh Oh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Did you play Hi-Fi Rush?
1: No, I'm not even familiar with that one.
0: Check, uh, can you check the release date on that? If that was this year, that actually might be up there. Hi-Fi Rush was really popular. Um, do you, you don't like rhythm games or anything like that, right?
1: Uh, I mean, I do, but it it's really depends. I mean, I guess the only Ooh. ones I really play with is like DJ Hero and Guitar Hero.
0: Oh, you might like this. It's really good. Um, What's the release on... Did, Hi-Fi Rush um, was the name of it.
1: Uh, January 25 of this year.
0: That might be one, bro. That might be one. You know, I might have to gift that one to you on your birthday because that game, you will be... If you like rhythm games in any capacity, this is one that... When I talk about push the genre, oh, the integration of the rhythm game into the action it's it's um unreplicated i could say i've never seen anything like it super fun um i would big recommend on that one but uh that one i think might actually also maybe is a runner-up only because
1: it's a it's short <clears throat> oh maybe um star wars uh whatever that the new one is called
0: Oh, oh, is it on the horizon? What's coming out?
1: No, it already came out already. Last Survivor? Uh, uh, no. Star Wars Legacy or some shit? I don't remember. The, no, the I know which one you're talking it. about.
0: Yes. the It's the it's the sequel to Last Survivor, I think?
1: Uh, something like that, yeah. And then there was a... That one was pretty big when it was out. That made a pretty big splash, so... Gotcha. but i've never actually played it so i don't know and i heard i it did hear it had a lot of issues. problems yeah so <laughs> so you know we'll hold off on
0: that one we won't say the game is 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 a flop but any game with massive technical issues we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna hold on to those you know um maybe we'll re maybe we should open up the category to games that were finished in the year that that the category was,
1: was no i was, i was just thinking of of uh, and any other game that I could think of this year that got a big splash. I mean, yeah. beyond that, I don't really have any other accolades game, to throw towards though, the list.
0: I think that if that game didn't suffer from rush delivery, that game actually would be a contender. I think you're 100% correct in mentioning it. I just don't think in the state that it released that I would be willing to like put that up for Game a game, especially when they haven't fixed it 100% yet. You know what I mean? Like if if I heard that the game had been already patched and blah blah blah, we can get the full experience. Like yeah yeah yeah, let's let's throw that in there. But yeah, spotty technicals. Not in this day and age, baby. We got we got to we have to do away with nor with that norm that that uh, companies think is okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure that devs aren't the ones who are like, "Hey, let me put out shitty code for everyone to interface with." You know, it, it's deadlines that are forcing them to do that. They need to. The corporations need to chill with that shit because it's, you know, for some reason they think it's super profitable and I really don't think it is because I think it hurts their long-term pro- prospects. But, um, yeah, man, um, that and then maybe Armor Core 6, you know, when that drops, I think that that's going to have a huge amount of potential to maybe jump into the, uh, into the Game of the Year category.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: Yeah, that one looks that one looks really good. Really, really good. And um I do th- I am a huge fan of the of the armored core lore. The armored core lore, that future is out of control, bro. Out of control. It's it's a dystopian megacorp future, essentially. Except that the the megacorps um get contacted by aliens and it's just a wrap. <laughs>
1: it's
0: just a wrap. it's a rap. They gave they gave them the, the energy source of the future and the megacorps were like, cool, you just need me to kill all those other guys? I got this. Um, but yeah, so um, Armor Core Six is shaping up to look really good. The graphics look amazing. Um, the mech designs look amazing. What we know about uh, the combat system and the the sixth sixth gen uh, mechanics that they're bringing in look very intriguing. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, definitely gonna be a a, a big uh, transition from a turn-based game to a very high-paced action game but you know what i mean <laughs> gotta do it gotta do it it's the, it's the the hard work of being a gamer right
1: film is just all in an afternoon yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so um yeah i'm man definitely i think that yeah i'm i'm thinking that probably sundays we're going to be doing baldur's gate recaps you know what i mean because i'm going to be playing this pretty faithfully for the next few months so i'm looking forward to it but i'm going to reserve ooh, i'll stack it up i don't want to i don't want to overload on baldur's Gate. yeah <laughs> i mean that yeah, i don't know if that's the content everyone came here for but that is definitely the kind of shit that i love to fucking chop it up about because boy it's oh man. i can just imagine how much more there is like right how i i can only imagine how different the scenarios that you recognize that you've been through are based on my description of how i, I went through them than when you went through them you know what i mean like even just yeah. the ogre one like i'm sitting over here trying to trying to parlay with him philosophically and you're like nah b i just intimidate that bitch nigga it wasn't <laughs> as hard as
1: he looked like, damn so i just told him and he was like that is a great idea Yeah, I know. That's why I gave you the idea. (laughs) I know. That's why I gave it to you, stupid.
0: (laughs) But yeah, dude, that's fucking great, man. Shout out to Larian, man. Definitely. Yo, my guy. If Larian steps into Planescape Torment, mark my fucking words, my life is over, bro. (laughs) Uh, Planescape Torment is such... I would love to see what they do with that world. Because the world of Baldur's Gate is rich and deep and fun and amazing, the the world in Planescape is the greater overworld to the Baldur's Gate universe. the that Nautilus ship is a spelljammer ship that comes from that world in uh, the Planescape Torment world. And so, yeah, I want to see them do it. I want I want to sail the, the the astral plane in various uh, uh, skiffs of Yankee. <laughs> Uh, 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 design. You know what I mean? Like, that shit would be dope. That's, that's one that I would love to, to, to play. Like, if Larian is, is got something like that in the works, boy, oh boy, we're in for a treat. Cause yeah, given, given, um Planescape Torment, the, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 treatment. Mm. Yeah. Have, have you ever played Planescape Torment? I have not. Oh man. You can see the DNA uh, of it all over Baldur's Gate 3. I think you'd really enjoy it for cuz like the characters are so creative. Like they're super super creative. You know what I mean? Like and they <coughs> they don't like go too cra- crazy with it. You know what I mean? Like you don't got like uh you know shit that just seems to break lore, but it's it's still, you know, pushes boundaries, which I think <laughs> is really fun. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, pretty much all I've been getting into, uh, dang, is there anything actually entertaining to watch the rest of the year, other than the Marvels?
1: Uh, Ahsoka comes out in a couple weeks, and, um, I think there was something else that's also another TV show that's coming out this year. Okay, I was overly pessimistic,
0: because, yeah, Ahsoka, gonna be dope, um, Marvel's gonna be dope, dang. What what other TV shows are there? Uh, oh uh, no, um, I was gonna say Armor Wars, but that's down the line, down the line, right?
1: Yeah, that that's a movie, and that hasn't uh, started production yet. Yeah, hmm. dubious of whether
0: that one's gonna get done. Um, yeah, that's all I'm thinking of. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much the entertainment docket is um, Armor Corps six Marvels, and um, Ahsoka. Which is something, those are all decent things to look forward to, and then they'll be spread out over a couple of weeks, so, you know, that'll probably round out the rest of the year, see, yeah. whatever uh, <clears throat> shit happens in the clown show of the news, we'll will supplement the entertainment cycle, I guess, but yeah, definitely uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is stepping it up, stepping up uh, the quality of games, for sure. And the graphics, man. I don't know how it displays on your your rig, but it it displays pretty well, man. I'm really it's enjoying really it. Nice. And um, yeah, and I run it with some stuff in the background too. You know what I mean? So it's not majorly system intensive.
1: Yeah, it, it it's like um, it's like an updated uh, Witcher Three meets like D and D. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. nice. It's, it's it sits in a really nice place. Yep. Dang. I'm having so much fun. I'm
0: debating because I might. So the the you know the source they have the storm storm blood sorcerer. Mm-hmm. They have that fucking op uh 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 class ability to fly after they cast the first level spell, and I'm just like, ooh man, do you do that with bard? <laughs> and you make like a spell uh you know a spell blade because that is really that feels really broken. It's a lot of mobility super mobility because that's the thing man like a lot of a lot of times what gets you is like once you engage the enemy and you're standing next to each other uh, they they start to get to use all their actions on you and if you haven't prepared it's not going to end well and so yeah you know that ability just to like i'm not next to you anymore so you're gonna have to use a move action to get to me (laughs) that's super powerful it cuts down their ability to attack you in half you know what i mean like so, doing that with um, any kind of see, I I, I want to I I wonder, can you can you put three classes?
1: I don't see why you can't.
0: She, because picking up a level of fighter is extremely,
1: extremely useful. Fighter does fighter level one is a lot of nice and a lot of nice shit. Now. Fighter
0: level one and just or even two levels of fighter maybe two levels of um bard and then put the rest into sorcerer
1: The only downside is like um your ability scores are going to suffer as a result I yeah but you have so much buffing magic
0: between True. bard and sorcerer that I would take that 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 sacrifice cuz you are right I'm definitely definitely not counteracting what you're saying but I would definitely feel like I'm compensating for that with my support magics you know what I mean And so yeah dude that sounds like a really fun play style. Mm. So, I, I man, there's just not enough time in the day. I need a hyperbolic time chamber to just chill and play some, you know, what I mean BG three, and then come back out so I don't miss any of the the responsibilities. Because boy, <laughs> oh boy, I could. I, it was bad. Like last night, I sat down. Like Kendrick and Carolina fell asleep early, like around nine ish, nine thirty ish. Bro, one o'clock was rolling around. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, if shit. it wasn't for it? eye strain and the fact that I have a busy day tomorrow, bro, I would have stopped. It was it was rem- it made me feel like I did when I was like fourteen, fifteen, really getting into one of my you know, like a shadow run. Cause I was that's those the kind of games I was playing back then. You know, um gosh, man, it was a very nostalgic, it was a great feeling um it's unfortunately not one that you i can indulge in as an adult too frequently but it was dope and i appreciate Larian for providing that to me dude and, and and in a package that's not just nostalgic that is a quality package you know what i mean like no doubts about it the game is good
1: not just to me you know what i mean yeah i mean they had something like eight hundred thousand people streaming simultaneously on the first week you know which was 700,000 more than Larian's head boss even anticipated.
0: There you have it, bro. Silly. So, you know, uh kudos to them. You know what I mean? That's definitely going to be my game of the year personally, but I'm interested. Oh, Honkai Star Rail. I know you haven't played it, but that game is fucking phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 trust me. I'm familiar with the community because uh a lot of the YouTubers that uh, or not a lot, but a certain section of the YouTubers that I fuck with it are really uh, affiliated with it. Both um, just the the Honkai and the Genshin Genshin um oh, the universe Hoyleverse. altogether.
0: Okay, they 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 do content for HoYoverse, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the, some of them even got to voice some characters in Star Rail too. So I, oh. I I know the 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 reach that shit has. That's 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 absolutely going to
0: to either be on my list or my runners up. Honkai Star Rail is one of the best RPGs, and I'm taking all of the qualifiers off of it in terms of, like, mobile, gotcha, da-da-da-da-da. No. If you could download that game, totally disregard the gotcha. Yes, you will engage in some grindy mechanics, but nothing overly grindy. And you can completely play and enjoy that game free-to-play, no, like it, the the only struggle you'll have is the grind, progress you'll have to make to get to the point to where you can clear the higher end content. But you will be able to do that with the characters. They're all capable of doing it, and and not even just capable of doing it, capable of doing it in style. You know what I mean? And so, um, because of that, I would say that that is a standalone game as well as a gotcha as well as a mobile game. That game would, outside of all of those things, would be an intriguing lore-filled universe to engage in with characters that are super uh, 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 interesting and and game mechanics and gameplay that is engaging enough to keep a RP- turn-based RPG fun round by round. So... Yeah, I would definitely throw Honkai Star Rail on my game of the year list. Um, dang. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that I was able to come up with that. It only took me 45 minutes, <laughs> but I managed to come up with five games that I loved this year, which is pretty good. Yeah. But um. Yeah. All right. Cool. I guess uh. Let's move on from the video game talk because I ain't watched shit. Did you watch anything you wanted to talk about? Nothing, I right? did not. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh. This will be the initiation of our uh, BSG talk Sundays. You know what I mean? So. We're going to talk about shows. Then, did I say BSG? I mean, BG3. Sorry, BSG rolls off the tongue so well, though. Um, this, you know, Sundays we'll, we'll talk about TV shows and stuff that we've watched. Hit up some um, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, updates and our run-throughs. And then we'll hit uh, the news, as we tend to do. So, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and do just that. So, moving on. Dude, okay, so I thought there was some interesting shit going on in uh, the entertainment because I don't know what it is with, like, high-end showrunners and executives and CEOs just feeling like, yo, you know what? Let me just say some wild shit in public and see see how people feel about it. But it was just that time th- this weekend. So we got The Witcher show uh, writer. Did, did you hear how he described his target audience?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa.
0: <clears throat> so he describes his target audience as fundamentally people who have suffered from TikTok brain rot. Lol. And I was like, first of all, holy shit, TikTok brain rot is a thing? Like that's something that that's a term that people have used in a, in, in 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 conversation before, like
1: or at least that guy does, right? And also oh, yes. that guy clearly was not successful, so
0: well, but also I think yeah. he's right. No, let me tell you. Are you kidding me? This is NPC culture. That is popular because of people who suffer from exactly I think what he is targeting. Now, should you be targeting that audience? Absolutely not. That's the most vapid audience who wants to 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 pander to the worst possible content ever. You know what I mean? You should not make things directed towards that. If you make something and they like it, that's on them but if you're making something with particularly that aesthetic in mind holy shit and secondly what do you think of your audience like oh, that's not exactly a flattering way of describing your audience that you're actively going after you know what i mean like tiktok brain rot i mean i could understand if you'd say like um we're going for i don't know what are they going gen z's uh zoo Zoomers, right? They're not boomers, they're zoomers now. Uh or you know, if you wanna use a generational demographic like uh name like that, that's one thing. But then to I, I don't think that the 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 moniker of of the TikTok brain rot demographic is one that's meant to uh uplift them. <laughs> I don't think he said that because he thinks positively no, of their taste.
1: I, I think he said that because it all like, everything is pointing to exactly the type of person this dude is, right? This is the same dude who did not want someone who cared about the 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 actual writing to be on the oh, show. and mind you. And so, this is also the same dude who, like, flopped the season three. So, absolutely. you know what? Like, this is the guy who all wasted that Michelle tracks. Yao. Fuck this guy. Exactly. This guy's
0: He's not good at his it job. It all tracks. So, yes. How do you waste Michelle so, Yao? You know what I'm saying? So, it is. <laughs> I, let me just put... I want to make sure that my opinion is clear as well. <laughs> This guy's a fucktard and is not intelligent. I understand what he's saying. I despise thinking that disparaging your audience that you're targeting like that is, is a good idea, you know what I mean? I think that super sucks that he's doing that. But yeah, uh, as you said, this guy's a, he's not good at what he's doing, you know what I mean? And so... As you said, it, it speaks to the type of it's person he It's one of those is, like, obvious
1: examples not to follow, right? Look at this mm-hmm. nigga crossing the street on his hands and falling over and getting hit by a car. Like, and just, then he says, and then he then releases a statement saying that walking across the street on your hands is the most efficient way to walk across the street.
0: And as a matter of fact, we should change the laws to benefit people walking across the street on their hands. You like, what the like, fuck are you talking about? You're bro? Like, yeah, you but know that, that, that is the most American. That all shit. tracks. You know
1: what I'm saying? That, that, that so all American. sounds like that same person. You right?
0: That's <laughs> said That's so American. Do some stupid ass shit, and when everyone calls you out, be like, Nah, we need to change the rules to make yeah. sure that when I do this stupid shit, I get maximum. Yeah, no, no, nah,
1: nah, I'm not doing stupid shit. I'm doing. This is the future. Y'all just behind. You slow, bro. Why you slow?
0: <laughs> but yeah, dude, I was like, man. The uh, The Witcher's done It's been done Like badly done Like it's, it's a shame It really is a shame Because it didn't have to be this way <laughs> It didn't have to be this way There were tons of people On the project willing to work hard To make this project work well And instead of work with them They fired them all to go with this shit Person who hates Their audience Like this is the thing I'm not saying you're not allowed to hate your audience. But as a corporation, you do have to understand that you will never get good products from people who hate their audience. That's why the corporations are bad at content creation. Because they have an obvious disdain for the consumer. They cannot create for the consumer. And so for them to not realize that they are hiring people who are embodying the same Uh, uh, roadblocks that keep them from being able to produce the content themselves because there's no reason why corporations couldn't produce content they just they fail every time they do you know what I mean and so it's they have to to go to a community of people and if they're cherry picking out of that community of people people who are like minded with them it's unfortunately not going to be it's not going to end well for them you know it's not going to end content or anything obviously but um yeah dude it just shows like they the failing upwards of these bad decisions always blows my mind. Like like Netflix did you want Witcher to succeed? If so, how could you possibly think that someone who hates their audience is going to create a show that is then going to appeal to said hated audience? Like I don't know. I mean,
1: know. he probably didn't say that to Netflix.
0: No, yeah, they. He I
1: mean, I was he, <laughs> he probably said that. He did, notice the time he chose to say. You don't say that shit before you get the job.
0: You say that once after it's done. Yeah, uh, after they're invested and they can't do nothing, well, then you start speaking wild. Just
1: like DB, what? Uh, um, D and D, like mm-hmm. they, they did the, the same shit. thing for sure, sure. It's like at the end of the day, they consider themselves get, as they've won because they got the job opportunities and absolutely people are they did about win. Them. And that's
0: the worst part is that they.
1: Failed And they won. Mm. And I hate him for it.
0: I guarantee you they did not walk into HBO's executive office and said, you know, I read these George R.R. R. Martin books and they're vaguely entertaining. But you read all these storylines. And after a certain amount of them, you just started looking around like, what's the point of all this? I'm pretty sure that was not their sales pitch to HBO when they said that they had a Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? But that is how they felt and that is what they said in public about it. As you said, significantly after they had been put onto the project and produced.
1: Yeah, after they cashed the check.
0: After and 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 the worst part was was that it was right after George R. R R Martin had to step away to work on his other projects, which we thought was a book and turned out to be Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it you know they said it right around then, only to be followed up with seasons six, seven, and eight, which is just like oh oh yeah yeah man I'm pretty sure they did not pitch it that way to them. They didn't pitch that shit to them for sure. They pitch they 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 say all the wild shit and they talk all the trash after the shit's <laughs> done after billion dollars has been sunk into the project. But yeah, dude, fucking Witcher showrunners just tanking the whole fucking series, which is a shame because the first two seasons were re- I would I would say really good for my taste, decent for everyone else is that very minimum, you know. Very watchable to say the least.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed them.
0: Yeah. And then um I guess moving on from that, dude. Oh my gosh. Um so, you know, you know I'm a big fan of TDE you know what I mean? Like Top Dog Entertainment houses some of my favorite LA rappers, from Schoolboy to to uh, 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 J Rock, Absol, and of course, formerly the indelible Kendrick Lamar, who has now moved on to his own production with PG Lang and stuff. But I'm a big fan of TDE. I rock with them heavy, and I'm not I'm not omitting SZA and Dochi you know, as their artists as well. I just don't listen to their music. I do, uh, Zachari, you know, they have, a, Sir, they have a deep bench, you know, they have some a great lineup of rappers, you know? Um, and, and Reason, who is the subject of a lot of the recent stuff going on right now, um, who just dropped his album, Porches, check it out, great album, just a lot of real L.A. rap shit. Um, Reason is a young artist, very capable and talented, It just needs some buzz, you know what I mean? Um, He doesn't do goofy shit, so he doesn't get mainstream buzz. So you're not going to get goofy shit, you're going to get rap shit. So if that's what you're looking for, definitely indulge. It's worth your time. Um, Reason's porches. But um, other than that, uh, TDE has a running thing with their artists where... People are always on social media talking about TDD artists never drop anything, which is obviously factually false. Um, but they do have a a, a a rollout cycle for their artists that is very strict. You know what I mean? So you don't get a whole lot of Lucy's and rando shit from Schoolboy or SZA or any of them. And it's not to say that they're not producing music all the time. They are. But the releases are very controlled, you know, kind of as you should. That's kind of how you, you, you maintain your value in the market. You know what I mean? Not by not releasing, but by feeding, you know what I mean? By, by giving the people, uh, the, the music in a certain way. And so, um, there's a lo- there's always a lot of kickback. The artists is like, yo, I'm, I'm out here. I'm in the studio. Dah, 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 dah. Like, you know, cause fans are relentless in their assholes. And artists are sensitive about their music. And so you put those two things together, and it don't matter how street you are, how much you've been through, it gets to people. And especially because then they're told that they have to engage with the social media. So when, when they're like, you know, fuck this, I just don't want to do the social media anymore. This like, nah you got it's part of your brand. You gotta do it. So it is what it is. So the artists, you know, have been very vocal about like, oh. It's the label, it's the label, it's not us. We make music, label signed artists make music, record labels distribute music. Those two things are handled independently. It's not the same people doing both of those things. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I'm not going over the head, right? Like that's, that's, that's the base understanding of the music industry. But unfortunately, that gets lost in the sauce. So um, that has been a recurring theme for, for TDE, to say the least, for like the past like three, four years, to say at, at minimum, if not more. So anyway, reason is on his promo tour, doing a, a a radio spot. Of course, they want to address this this narrative that's always being brought up. Which is fine. It is what it is. They're doing it for clicks. And, and that's their job. So so Reason goes on to, to explain exactly what I was just talking about. Like, y'all keep complaining to me. It's not mine. And the thing is, is that it's the way niggas verbalize things. Because there was no qualification to say, and I'm not mad at their rollout plan. It's a team effort. And so everybody on the team has to roll out in their time. And if we want to make it so that niggas aren't salty all the time, we got to stick to the stated schedule once it's agreed upon. Or else that's when niggas get salty. Oh, I'm out of turn. No, nigga, we all agree to this is your turn. No one's changing that. So so he didn't qualify with a statement like that. All he said is, is it's the label. He didn't say it's the big, bad old label. He didn't say the label's holding me down. He said, I'm in the studio making music. It's up to the label to release it. They have a schedule. The music will come when it's optimal. How punk say? How (laughs) niggas always playing so opty? You know what I mean? He's just trying to play opty with the team. You dig? So, the problem is, is that as as, as the the running theme for the past few weeks has been, Hit Dogs... A hit dog will holler. And so here comes Musa, the president of TDE, calling in to the radio to complain about reason pushing the the big bad label narrative. Not even hearing what he was saying, you know what I mean? Not even understanding that he's trying to be out here and deal with the social media bullshit, deal with his fans in a way that doesn't offend them But at the same time, give some perspective. Which is obviously the wrong thing to do with with people. You know what I mean? Because trying to give perspective to other people is just... Not a good idea. Um, But then this nigga Musa is on the radio. Talking about Davies told us we shouldn't have never signed you. We knew you didn't have... You can't just be talented. You're missing that other thing you need. You out here, da, da 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 And I'm just like, yo, my nigga. This is some nigga shit right here. Because it's your job to be promoting this man as the president of the label who distributes his music. And you going on a platform to tear him down? And mind you, reason is being, in my opinion, graceful as fuck through the whole time. Nah, let him cook. Let him cook. Let him say what he got to say. He's telling them to shut up and let him talk. And then he comes back and says his piece at the end. I mean, my man's reason really handled that well. And Musa is a... Let me tell you. Punch and Musa might be good leaders. But they're not professionals. Because that was very unprofessional thing to do. He opened himself up to liability. That nigga has a fiduciary responsibility to Reason, not to tank his fucking album. And to go out and make public, just like Reason has a fiduciary responsibility not to go out and shit talk TDE, which he did not do. You know what I mean? And so to hear Musa go out and jump out off the ledge to attack that young man on the radio that he is responsible for promoting... That he's responsible for being on the side of at very least? When that man ain't say nothing but understand the music biz and stop asking people for shit that is on the way? Like, rollouts and plans don't happen. Like, we don't got to clear samples. Like, like that's the worst part is when, you know, you got a dozen tracks and clearance and social media is talking about, this nigga's dead, bro. This nigga's dead. And you just have to have the strength of will and the 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 strength of uh, uh, the you know the solid framework for your mindset to not let that shit affect you, but it does affect them obviously, and 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 it sucks. And then on top of that, to have your 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 the the president of your label call up on the the public platform and and trash talk you. And this is what I mean by it's unprofessional. He could say all that shit to Reason's face if he really feels the need to. But by doing it on a public platform, he opened himself up to liability. Because if Reason was on some real white person litigious shit, he'd be suing that nigga for libel. Especially because it's his job to not do that. That puts him at extra uh, 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 exposure. Musa, that is. And so, you know what I mean? Not to say that he should do that. I'm just saying that's just a lack of professionalism to open yourself up to that kind of liability. You know what I mean? And so like it hurts. I'm tired of seeing niggas run our shit like gang shit. That's what you that's what you expect to see a, a a butt hurt OG do to a young buck who might have stepped out of line. Embarrass him in public in front of other people. You don't expect a fucking president of a company to do that to somebody who is on a promo run for an album release. No, I'm sorry. I know I'm going a little bit deep. I'm ranting a bit, but that that's thats fucked up, right?
1: Yeah, it's just immature shit.
0: I mean, they, they, I think that it's a little bit beyond immature when you do shit like that during a time when somebody is trying to market something.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not denying any of that. It's just that I'm just you know? so far removed from it that it's just like, you know. And it's one of those... It's just mm-hmm. a classic case of when... Like you said, it's a hit dog Will Holler shit. His feelings got the better of him, and he did some childish shit. I mean, Super all childish. that other shit applies, too.
0: Super childish. And it's just like, man, you know, I I, I, I hope that Reason finds himself in a better situation. Um, I mean, maybe he, maybe he's good with it, though. I just feel, personally, that all of that going down and me being able to watch it is a problem. As I said, y'all could talk about that man-to-man. I have no qualms about how men handle each other in their private lives. But when we step into the public sphere, we got to handle ourselves better than that. Definitely better than that. You know? Because, you know, that's behavior that you don't even get. I mean, when have you ever heard the, the Atlantic CEO come out and talk shit about Cardi B or Taylor Swift. I believe they're both working with Atlantic, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, you never hear no CEO slandering them. You know what I mean? So I just... I hate to see the unprofessionalism in the black community. You know what I mean? It, it, we got to show... As I've always said, just because of the way that racial demographics are set up in this country, if we don't choose to just treat each other better... It's just, it's just gonna continue the 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 bad relations that have plagued this country for a long time. You know what I mean? Like we've had overwhelming bad relations, I think racially speaking, for a long time. And I don't know. It, it's something that I think could be dealt with if 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 it's just uh if it's just a uh, uh, met head on. But yeah moving on from that uh you know i i do hope to to see reason move on to a, a better situation for himself but yeah um dude so uh police departments have been moving to actually execute arrest warrants based on facial recognition are you familiar with this policy that's being pushed forward nationally
1: Yes, I'm also familiar with the overwhelming cases of false positives that it brings exclusively for black people. Yep. And so,
0: see, the thing is, is that people don't understand enough about the technology to understand what they're actually witnessing. The computer is a computer. It is an engineered thing. Nothing in it is random. Okay. Understand what I'm saying? Like, when, so people think like, uh, and I'm sure I've done this diatribe before, but it's something that I think bears repeating. Like, when you hear like random operating memory or random access memory or any random number generator, you, anything that, anytime you see the word random come up in relation to hardware or software. It's not because the numbers within it are being randomly generated. It's a statement that it could take in random inputs and process them through said software or apparatus. So random operating memory means that it could take in any random operation and process it. That doesn't mean it's generating anything random. You see what I'm saying? And I don't think that people understand that. And because they don't have a firm understanding of that, they believe that algorithms can generate random numbers. That is literally impossible. Algorithms can generate innumerably large data sets that you can't predict as a human out of, but they cannot produce... They have to run the math every time. And that math is going to run based on the algorithm that was been set. Now, we are trying to generate things that can interface with our social diaspora, like algorithms that can read photos and make decisions about the people in those photos. Those algorithms are not random. They're not generating random outputs, which means that if they are generating disparate racial outputs it's because they are being programmed to generate racist outputs. If they can't read black faces, it's because the people who program them cannot read black faces. And we need to get a firm understanding of that because moving forward as AI becomes more and more integrated into our societal constructs, like policing... We can't we can't go into that disillusioned as to how those things are operating. Because I don't think that given the racist nature of our policing, that we would hand it over to AI if we knew that they were being programmed purposely to be racist. And when I say purposely, it's because the programmers didn't make those by accident. We are looking in retrospect at the outcomes of their actions, their intentions are laid bare by the fact that they find themselves to be successful with these outcomes. We find them not to be successful because we don't like the false positives, but they are moving forward despite these false positives. Is that not an indication that they are satisfied with the outcomes? I mean, I'm just, you know what I mean? Because these aren't these aren't people who speak to you truthfully, so you just gotta work based on the things that they're doing. So if if the case is, is that they are willing to push forward, then we as people need to be very, very mindful and fully aware of how these systems work. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if we don't mobilize as the masses to either let them know we don't want this or change the, the political structure to prevent this or, you know, by voting in people who will institute um, regulations on the uses of AI and... In in the social sphere, then you know we're going down a real ugly road, and it only gets worse for Black people. That's the worst. Isn't that that? Isn't that the worst part? Is like, I'm sure that the AI will eventually become corrupted enough to where it can be weaponized against White people, but it always starts with denigration of Black people. Why? Why you gotta be that?
1: Well because it's built into the backbone of the country The country it's
0: that's america and like that's what i keep like ah that's why i love some of the homies man but the fact that they don't see that as such a pivotal thing to rectify in this country and how the material conditions of fixing that can change so many other things in this country because if we can deal with the racism We can then deal with some of the labor issues, which can then deal with some of the economic issues, which can then deal with some of the... You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a direct through line through all those things. And I'd love to sit down with people who could do something about it and organize around it, you know? Like, but nobody with those ideas is actually sitting down really getting shit done. And that's the part that, you know, I I put my voice out there in in hopes of being able to congeal a community around those concepts. Because let me tell you, man... You know, I would love to get it done now, but I'm willing to do it after the collapse. (laughs) Because, you know what I mean? If that shit happens during my lifetime, I listen, I'm ready to get this shit built back right. You know what I mean? fucking you know, shitty Biden and them had this build back better plan, and it's not build back better. Let's build back right. Let's build it back the right way. That we know, you know what I mean? That we can all come, and that's the thing: is is like consensus in general in this country usually errs on the side of the best interest of people over time. But when you have a Congress who votes at a seventeen percent uh, 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 rate of of matching up with their constituency, meaning that only seventeen percent of the time does con- uh, Congress vote. In line with the constituency that elected them. In that case, what you know, it, it is it is it is a difficult thing to to try to, to 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 get together. It's a difficult circle to square, to say the least. But um, yeah, you know um, it's only a matter of time before it gets terrible. And. You know, it started out. I saw a lot. This modern policing surveillance shit really started getting, I think, out of hand when they got those stingray machines. I don't know if you're familiar with them, mm-hmm. but yeah, those those machines that can scrape digital uh, uh, mobile data in a wide range of the device, like a quarter. I'm sorry, that's it's like 600 feet, but like it's like a radar gun, like a speed radar gun. It has the same similar range as those, like. Once they started being able to scoop all your data, no matter what, with those devices, I realized, like, oh, this isn't going to end well. And then you want to know what the worst part about that was? Is that, you know what they ended up doing with, like, 99% of that data? That wasn't criminal? Selling it. Yeah, they sold it to advertisers. They didn't even sell it back to the algorithm people. Like, if they would have sold it back to the people who were making digital products, that would have been one thing. But they sold it to fucking advertisers, yeah, bro. Yeah, advertisers
1: probably paid more.
0: The advertisers paid a fuck ton. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. They probably, like, tripled or quadrupled the other one. But it's just like, man, your police department. You're overfunded. You didn't need the money. <laughs>
1: When do greedy people ever need the shit that they greedily hoard? Uh, what is it ever about When do they ever money? need it? You feel me? Uh, Motherfuckers have more money than they could ever spend in their lifetime, but they still must hoard more and more. It ain't got shit to do with wants.
0: Yeah, it, you know. Or
1: needs, I'm sorry. It ain't got shit to do with it, what needs, they need. Yeah.
0: It, it, it does blow my mind a little bit of like how extractive police are from society. Like, it's not even like they just like utilize their authority to. To, to be able to live disproportionately influential lives than they otherwise would have because they're, you know, typically just shitheads and bullies. They also extract huge amounts of financial resources from every single city, and then they extract uh, uh, charity resources in the forms of, like, PALs and bullshit. Yo! These things are psychos, bro. Police are goddamn psychos. We do have to recognize that. And and I, and you know what the worst part is, is that nine times out of ten, on any leftist circles, I have to be the one to bring the conversation back to, like, yeah, but there's, like, you know, 300,000 police officers or people who, who work in the police infrastructure. What are we going to do? Jettison them into space? So we got to—we can't just keep saying that they're all evil and that none of them are part of the labor force— And that they're all, you know, wastes of flesh. Because it's not like the 1%, which we literally could jettison them into space and be all right. Um, We can't jettison that many people and think that we're going to have a society that values life. So, what the fuck do we do? Because these are people who don't value life. How do we square that circle? Like, how do we progress to the next society with the remnants of old society still so strong and pervasive I do not believe in genocide or the Great Leap Forward. There's got to be a fucking other way. I feel very strongly about that. And unfortunately, because of the way that capitalism organizes itself, that's the discussion that we're having. What the fuck do we do with these 300 fucking psychotic maniacs who are fucking propagandized zealots to a fucking ideology that is anti-social, anti-democratic, and seeks to support fascist, conservative regimes. What do we do with those people? I think that's the most salient question for any 21st century leader. because and, and it's not just a question for Americans. Because if you go to any of those African nations who have been trying to go back to democracy after their coups, let me tell you, guess what they're dealing with? Conservative, fascists powers that are disproportionately influencing their society so this is that is the 21st century leaders question how the fuck do we square the circle of the antisocial nature of western society in a world that does not accept genocide because I fucking hate the fact that Mao did that and the world and, and, and the left of the world Failed at at painting that as the the terrible genocide that it that it was. You know how many people on the left, tankies, think that the Great Leap Forward was just. That's like saying that the atom bomb was just just. You know what I mean? And, and so that's why I I find myself at at, at ideological ends with most people p- politically, left and right because I don't believe in genocide. You know what I mean? And that's the worst part, is that right now we live in a world where both ideological spectrums are actually pro-genocide, given the opportunity. How do we square that circle? But alrighty, guys, you know what? Enough of my philosophical musings. I'm off the motherfucking Lango land. I hope you guys fucking enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe to us. You can find us on the uh, patreon.com or on anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Corey underscore T and at home heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you could find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.